0: Most men who struggle with this, with let's call it problematic sexual behaviors, they confuse physical intimacy and emotional intimacy.
1: Welcome to From Betrayal to Breakthrough. I'm Dr. Debbie Silber, and today's guest is Dr. Eddie Capparucci. Dottoretti is a Christian counselor and coach certified in treating problematic sexual behaviors. And he has worked with professional athletes and television personalities among his many clients. He's the creator of the inner child model for treating problematic sexual behaviors a unique approach that focuses on identifying unresolved childhood pain points and teaching individuals how to process emotional distress in healthy ways. His treatment method has been endorsed by many leaders in this field. He's the author of several books, including Going Deeper, How the Inner Child Impacts Your Sexual Addiction, Why Men Struggle to Love, Overcoming Relational Blind Spots, and Removing Your Shame Label, Breaking from Shame and Feeling God's Love. He's the administrator of two blog sites, menagainstporn.com and sexuallypuremen.com, and he is the host of the monthly webinar, Getting to the Other Side. Now, before we get started on this episode, I want to be super clear. Some people absolutely have no room and a no-tolerance policy when it comes to their partner acting out, and I really don't even like that term, but that's what it's called. I mean, when their partner uses any sexual behavior you feel is problematic to your relationship, and if you have a zero-tolerance policy, that's totally fine. There are others who struggle and who are in deep pain because they're trying to reconcile, yet these behaviors in their partner don't seem to change. If that's you, you're going to get so much out of this episode. I'm talking to Dr. Eddie Capparucci, and he's going to explain why this happens and how they can change. Here we go. Okay, everybody. I am speaking with Eddie Caparucci today, and we are talking about, get ready, why being sexually sober is not enough. So grab your pen and paper. I have a feeling it's going to be a very interesting conversation. Welcome, Eddie.
0: Thank you, Debbie. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm really looking forward to this.
1: Yeah. So first of all, can you just explain what does sexually sober even
0: mean? Well, sexually sober, you know, basically what that means is the fact that when it comes to uh, if I'm in a relationship, what it is, is I am not acting out in any way that would be hurtful or harmful to my partner. Uh, so therefore, I have that under control. I manage whatever the um, acting out. Uh, activity it's been that I'm doing, whether it's pornography or massage parlors, affairs, whatever it is, but I've been able to, through the tools that I learned, be able to manage that part of my problem. Okay.
1: And then why isn't it enough to be sexually sober?
0: Because what I found in most, and I work exclusively with men, okay, I do not deal with women who deal with a Uh, sex addiction or pornography addiction. What I've found in the course of my career is that nine out of 10 men have, who deal with this sort of addiction, also have a low emotional IQ. And basically what it is, is they are emotionally undeveloped. They were not given the skill set required at a very young age, in those early years of childhood development, where we're, where we're supposed to be taught how to develop trust, how to be attuned, empathy, regulate our mood, be able to put word to our emotions. We weren't taught that. And because of that, we have an inability to truly emotionally connect. Most men who struggle with this, with let's call it problematic sexual behaviors, they confuse physical intimacy and emotional intimacy. They think that physical intimacy is emotional intimacy. They never feel more love than when someone is physical with them and they feel like they are showing the depth of their love to someone else by being physical with them. So to get back to your question, being sober and just saying, hey, I'm no longer acting out in this unhealthy sexual way, it's not enough because they're still not emotionally engaging with their partner.
1: Okay, you know what? There are so many directions I want to take this because it it, it makes so much sense that if men are never taught empathy and and trust and and the only way to express their love in the physical then it makes sense that okay they're looking to express their love so it's taking on that that physical expression although if why where what happens where the acting out comes in if there's a if because i I, just from what you explained i would think okay there they know how to show love through the physical And so if that's how their partner uh, is, you know, maybe misinterpreting it, but that's their way of showing it, why is it then directed towards something or someone else?
0: Great question. And the reason being is that when men are caught up, and even women, when they're caught up in the world of a sexual addiction or Mm -hmm. pornography addiction, it's not sex that they're seeking. Mm -hmm. See, what they're really seeking is emotional intimacy. It's really kind of bizarre, Dr. Debbie Z, that when you hear some men talk about when they watch pornography, that they can feel this sense of emotional engagement with some of the women that are on the screen. And, and again, this is all more subconscious that they're getting the feeling, but they are meeting a need that they have. But the most bizarre aspect of all of this is they don't even know that the need that they're meeting. They don't realize that what they're really looking for is emotional connection and intimacy. So therefore, why I may get physical intimacy from my spouse, what I'm not getting is the emotional part because I'm not giving it. So therefore, oh, maybe I can get it over there or, oh, maybe she can give it to me. And so therefore there's always the hunt of looking for that connection that will ultimately satisfy. And then you get caught up in the fact that you keep doing this behavior over and over and over again. Now what you've done is you have started to chain the neurological and neurochemical aspects of the brain. You now have so much dopamine that is produced that it's now a compulsion to act out.
1: You need more and more and more to get the same effect.
0: Exactly.
1: So if I'm understanding you correctly, you're saying that these men are looking, they're looking for the emotional intimacy. Yeah, that's correct. And Through... The physical expression. And you know what's so interesting because the partner is so desperately craving the emotional int- intimacy from their partner. And you're saying that's what these men want. Right. But is right. it, it's like but see,
0: but, but you have to remember they uh, these are the guy these guys don't know how to give it. Okay they don't really even know what it is. Mm-hmm. So therefore, if a woman starts to become very emotional to him, he's gonna get, he's gonna get anxious because he doesn't know what to do with these emotions. How do I handle these feelings? Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm, over, I'm overwhelmed at this moment. So therefore it's like, you know, it's like minimize it, shut it down, withdraw. Because again, we don't have the the baseline that's needed that we could feel comfortable with emotions.
1: Okay. I you know, this is such a this is brilliant because you know, looking at it this way, it really it it's it's such a call for men to learn these skills.
0: That's right. Absolutely. And the word that appears most often in the book that I wrote, Why Men Struggle to Love, is oblivious. We are oblivious to all of this. And so, therefore, that's why you would ask the man, well, wait a second. You're married to a beautiful woman. You talk about that you have a very healthy sex life. Why are you walking running around doing all of this? And the answer you're going to get is, I don't know. I don't know, it just it just seems like that's, you know, exciting and thrilling and whatever. Well, that's a type of an emotion, but it's not the real emotion they're looking for. So therefore, but the word oblivious is there. And that's why the men who've been reading the book, uh, that's the thing I keep getting back from them most often. It is, my gosh, now I know why I've been so out of control for so long.
1: Yeah. And I just want to be sure, be clear with this, because it's not at all that we're making an excuse for these. No,
0: we are not making any excuses. What these all are, this is nothing more than rationale. This is to understand why. Why do I think, feel, and do the things I do? Because by having that information, we are now empowered. I'm empowered, all right? If it. If, 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 so much easier to make a change if I understand why I am doing what I'm doing or thinking the way I am or feeling the way I am. If I don't have that insight, it's much more difficult. But yes, they own their stuff, they're responsible for what they've done. These are not excuses, they're what it is, just the rationale that helps them to gain the insight necessary to be able to start to make wiser decisions
1: so so is why why do these men become like that you're saying they just were taught this when they were young
0: yeah you know, let's go back let's go back again to his early stages of childhood development that okay? there are many things that a parent is supposed to be doing to teach us to be emotionally connected uh, one is trust okay how, well, how do we gain trust well you know what? I could walk away from mom to explore or dad, but I could look back at there's mom. Okay. I, I trust. I don't, I can maneuver attunement. Okay. i learn how to understand that my little sister or little brother or my older sister and older brother are having a rough day or having a bad day. And that it's not something personal you've one of the biggest issues that these guys have. They're so hypersensitive to criticism, rejection, or false accusation. And they're not being made, but yet they're thinking that it is. So we're not learning the attunement. We're not learning how to have empathy, okay? To be empathetic, to be understanding. And instead it's like, just get over it. What's the big deal? I don't understand why you're so bent out of shape about this. But to me, I think the most critical point is this idea that we're not taught how to sit with our emotional pain. And because we can't sit with that emotional discomfort, a child has to figure out, what do I do with this? And now a child, as you know, doesn't have a lot of growth experiences. Mm -hmm. They also are more emotionally based in their thinking than they are cognitively based. The child comes up with one solution and it's actually a brilliant solution for a child. I won't think about it. I'm not gonna think about this problem. I can think about the bully down the street. I'm not gonna think about that, that I lost, one of my best toys were broken. I'm not gonna think about it. Well, how do they do that? They learn to distract themselves. Too much television, too much food, too much fantasy, too much in their own head. And now we take that same practice and we move it into our teen years and our adult years. And all we're doing, if we continue to run from any emotional distress that we have.
1: Wow. You can easily see how this plays out and what it creates. So that, yeah, it's, it's, it's fascinating. So get, tell us about blind spots.
0: Yes. Uh, what I did was in my... Um, research with the men that i worked with, I identified 14 different blind spots that cause that what they do, it it, um, prevent men from being able to experience healthy relationships. Uh, A man can start a a healthy relationship, okay, because again, we go back to what's happening in that early stage of the relationship. Mm -hmm right the neurochemicals in the brain are all shifted we have a ton of dopamine that's running in there and we're acting in ways that you know we normally don't act i call it the goo gaga stuff that's going on right well then that quiet's all down and we're back to where we were and that's why a woman looks at a guy two years later and says or 18 months later and says who's this guy well he's the same guy it's just that everything is settled down from a neurochemical standpoint so anyway, from the 14 blind spots, and I'll just give you a few, sure. but you know, we don't have a lot of time. And I'll give you the main one that I see. One I talked to you about already, and that's that inability to sit with emotional discomfort. That is a huge one. The second largest one, the second biggest problem we have is that we are inwardly focused. We do not look outward. We do not see what are the need, want, and desires of others. And the reason for this, Dr. Debbie, is the idea that, think about it. I have a child. Go back to those childhood years. And there's nobody here helping us to walk through these problems and these issues. So what's what the worldview that a child develops? i got to do it myself. I'm on my own. There's nobody, and I gotta figure out everything in my own head. So I'm not, I'm not sharing, you know, to try to get other insight and ideas. Well, guess what? They don't have a lot of really good ideas, okay? Because they don't have those experiences and things like that. Well, we continue to take that into, again, our adult world. And so therefore it's a very selfish attitude that comes across. Although they're not trying to be selfish, it is just simply a coping mechanism that they develop. A really interesting one that I have is I call the hide and lie syndrome, where we learn at a very young age that, you know what? I get in as much trouble if I'm honest uh, than if I'm trying to lie about it. Mm-hmm. So come you know, the heck with this, I'm gonna to try to just get away with it. So therefore they develop this attitude. They are going to try to lie to get away with, see what I can get away with. But also the sense that, you know what, I get. maybe I've been enduring a lot of criticism, okay, from people. Or maybe I'm not noticed, I'm invisible. So what do I do in many cases? I tend to hide. I tend to go and just try to fade into the background, not to be noticed. Because I don't want that attention to be drawn on me through criticism. Or worse yet, I don't want to put myself out there and nobody notices me. So let me just pull back. So that's one. And then the, the other one that I have uh, that I'll just up here is the lack of curiosity. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that these men don't aren't curious about facts and figures. They could be very curious about sports, politics, gardening, you know, those types of things. Mm-hmm. We're talking about curiosity with people. They don't drill down. To figure out, to ask questions, to probe, to understand more. Why? Because what we probably to get back at us are emotions, and then it's like, oh my gosh, what do I do with this? How do I handle it? This you is know, too overwhelming.
1: It's like the classic thing, you know. A bunch of women will get—I mean, it's so stereotypical, but it's so, i have seen this so many times. A bunch of women will get together, come back, know everything, and like, let's say they say to their partner, "Oh, this one's going on." You know, this is what's going on with so and so, and their kids are this way, and their parents are sick, and all these things. And a bunch of guys will get together and then come home and say, "Well, how was it? Everything, you know, good. We have a nah, good game. are
0: fine." <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. That's yeah. exactly exactly. Yeah. So so those are the basics. And I'll, I'll look to one more out. And the reason I to point out because this one actually lies within all fourteen, and that fear, mm. so very fearful. And fear runs at the heart of all these relational blind spots. And that's why when we look to start to talk about the transformation that a man needs to make, it is about building confidence. It's about becoming more confident in who they are and what their abilities are. So therefore, the fear doesn't go away. But what they do is they learn to hold on to that fear and move forward despite like, for example, I'm afraid to be curious because of what's going to come at me. I'm afraid to be outwardly focused because then I feel like my need won't be met. You know, though I'm afraid to tell the truth because I'm going to get in trouble. It's incredible the number of adult men who have the one of their major fears is I'm in trouble. It's, a, it's amazing wow. that number. No- <laughs>
1: right, I can see it. I mean, it's so it's so clear. So, and and it is it does involve being vulnerable. I think that's a big oh point. that
0: that's a bad word, Dr. Debbie. Yeah. Well, you get brought up vulnerable. That's like a no, 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 no. We can't use that word. It's like I can't be vulnerable because there's a lot of different things. One, one. I don't really know how to. Mm-hmm. More importantly, though it's gonna make me look weak. I can't look weak. Right. I, I, uh, that's the last thing I need. And if I'm vulnerable, most likely you're gonna be vulnerable back. And what do I do with these emotions that come back at me?
1: Yeah, just not trained to deal with them. So yeah. can, uh, tell us, tell us if, uh, uh, cause I know there are so many people watching and listening saying, oh my goodness, this is so true. This is my partner. Can they change?
0: Yes, they can. They can change it. But I, what we do here with these blind spots, if we don't eliminate them, we soften them. Mm-hmm. Okay. As with anything. All right. I mean, I mean, your 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 partner may be maybe on this end of the spectrum and you want him you want him to go all the way over here. He's not going there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He'll go here. But you know what? This will look like night and day compared to where he was before. Because all of this, Dr. Debbie is this, this is a learning process. Mm-hmm. All of these things we're talking about are not natural for the un, for the emotionally undeveloped man. Mm-hmm. These are not natural things. So we're learning this. And therefore, it, this is a lifelong process. Once they're awakened and they see, and they realize, oh my God, I'm not living, I'm existing. Mm -hmm. And now they need to start to make the the adjustments and the changes. This is something they will do for the rest of their life. I've been doing it for 25 years. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I'm not fully emotionally developed. Okay, I'm in a much better place than where I was. And my goal is to continue to move every day just a little bit more and to advance.
1: Amazing. Can you give us an example of a, of a man you were working with who was so far one way and then really got it?
0: And, yeah, and say- I'll, I'll give you one. Uh, this guy, he, uh, he came in and his wife did not come in with him, which was unusual. But she sent a letter. It was like a three page letter of what I can't deal with this guy. OK, he was his, his problem with pornography, which really offended her and bothered her. He had been away from porn for about a year and a half, maybe two years before he came to see me. He had not looked at any porn, but she was still very, very upset. And the reason she was upset was she was saying the fact is that he still doesn't really outwardly engage with me and the kids. You know, he'll come home from work and plop in front of the TV. He knows I hate when he takes his cell phone into the bathroom, but he still does it on that term. You know, he's rotten in bed. He just, you know, he just in and out, we done, finished. OK, and it went on and on and on. And, of course, he was extremely embarrassed by all of this. And so I said to him, OK, I understand that. But. Are you game? Do you Are you really committed to making these changes? And he said, yes. And so what we really started to tackle first and foremost was the idea of him sitting with his emotional pain, identifying what are those fears that he had. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it that he had was his feeling of not being accepted, not good enough. So we had to work strongly in that area with that. And then we moved to being uh, more outwardly focused. And what I did was I showed him, here are the benefits of what happened. This is what could happen when you do this. And we walked through all of these different blind spots that he had picked out. I think he picked out about seven or eight of them. And we walked through all of them. Then we finally got to the last part. It's like, okay, let's talk about sexuality. And what is sex? And for him, sex was just an act. It's just the orgasm. Yeah. Because that's not sex. Mm-hmm. That's not the way we were designed to have sex. So I walked him through that and what it was about. And he went about, you know, he, we continued to do all my work. And his wife approached him and she actually came in to see me. And she goes, he and I are gonna go away on a camping trip. Just the two of us for four days. She goes. I'm seeing change in him. I like it, but and she hasn't been sexual with him. She goes. I'm. i We're going. We are going to be sexual. I said, okay. I go. Don't expect miracles here, but well.
1: Keep in mind, I don't want to edit out the rest of everything you're going to say, so keep it clean.
0: <laughs> yeah, So they they went away and they had and um amazing time and he was so focused on her attentive on her sexually and and outside of the bedroom too and it just blew her mind and she was like who are you and sure enough she came back and she was she had tears in her eyes she was crying they were actually both crying sitting on the couch and she goes this is the new guy
1: yeah
0: And I said, yeah, but he worked, he worked hard at it and you have to work hard.
1: Right. And as much as he's new, it's, it's, this is what was underneath all those buried layers of don't be vulnerable. You know, don't show your fear. Don't uh, be emotional. You know, all all these things. Exactly. Yeah. You can see how this is formed. And this is, this is incredible. It's going to be so helpful to so many people. What do you want to make sure everyone knows as we wrap up
0: what I, want to, what I want to make sure that people are aware of is that, you don't know want change is possible. What well, we just went through, that story that I just shared with you, you know, I understand that, you know, we have our fears, but as men, we have to confront our fears. And the idea is, until you start to look within yourself, you're going to see that you really are not living life to an abundance what you're doing, you are just existing. There is a whole new world out there. And more importantly, emotional intimacy, and I know people shake their head, the guys and say this isn't right, is so much more powerful than physical intimacy. And when you start to combine the two together, you have magic.
1: Beautiful, and I know for so many uh, of the women that I speak with, and men too, Uh, that would be a a very welcomed change.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. As you can imagine, there are more women reading the book than there are men reading the book. (laughs) Although there's a lot of men reading it. It's done very, very well. But women are the ones who are picking it up And then giving it to their husbands after they read it. I bet.
1: I bet. So, Eddie, where do we go to learn more about you and the great work you do?
0: Yeah, we could, uh, if they go to www.strugglingmen.org, they could learn more about this whole uh, emotionally undeveloped man. And if they're interested in the book, again, Why Men Struggle to Love, it's available exclusively on Amazon.
1: Beautiful. Eddie, thank you so much. This was, so eye-opening, uh, you know, we always hear about the, the pain that the, the other person goes through when their partner is acting out, but to see really what, what it, where it stems from, you know, sometimes we hear, oh, well, it comes from trauma and this and that, but you explained it in, in such, a, such an understandable way where it's certainly not an excuse, but where we understand, oh, this is, this is why. And if that man, is is really willing to do the work? He can absolutely uh, become the man he's meant to be. So lots of hope there as well. So I want to thank yes. you so much. You really helped. You're our welcome. So much great information if you're struggling with someone who's created these behaviors and habits which left them with a low emotional IQ. Stay in touch with Eddie by going to strugglingmen.org and we'll have all of his information in the show notes at the pbtinstitute.com forward slash podcast. Here's my biggest takeaway. When people aren't taught how to trust, when they're not taught empathy, how to use their words to communicate their feelings, and when they're not taught how to sit with discomfort, they don't learn the crucial elements of emotional intimacy. Then, because they crave that and don't even know it, they pursue the physical expression when unconsciously it's really a call for an emotional need they've never been taught how to identify or express. Now, I'm definitely not making an excuse for the behavior, but all of these blind spots that are created as a result at least help to explain what's going on and also explain that while you may have been taking it personally, it has nothing to do with you. Now, does your partner have lots to work through? Yes, and if it's important enough to them, then that's exactly what they'll do and they'll change need some help, we got you. Join us at the PBT Institute where we can help you heal from all of it. We even have a new program called Rebuild that can help your partner too. It's all at the PBT as in post-betrayal transformation, the thepbtinstitute.com. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to be with you next time. And here's to your breakthrough.